This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. Well, let's get to parenting now and a really interesting subject for you today. To the pinging of phone notifications and whether they interfere with language development in children. A new study has found that parents who turn off the audible notifications on their mobile phones have the best chance of expanding their children's vocabulary. University of Auckland doctoral candidate Maria Corkin led the study which observed parents interacting with their children aged just under two. Kia ora Maria, welcome to Nine to Noon. Oh, hi. Such a good subject to study. Please explain how you went about it. Okay, we were interested in whether mobile phone use could affect the way that parents interact with their children, even when the parent isn't using their phone, and whether this might be associated with the size of infants' vocabulary. So we conducted an experiment where parents and their uh, infants aged about 20 months came into the early learning lab at the University of Auckland and we recorded them playing together with some toys. And we also um, asked the parents to play with the infant um, as they normally would at home. And during these play interactions, they, the parents didn't use their phones. After the play interaction, we coded the parents' behaviour on how responsive and directive they were towards their infants, how much they scaffolded their infants' play, and how much coordinated joint attention that they had with their child. And then later, they were sent a questionnaire asking about their mobile phone use and some other questions about screen use in the family. And then we were able to see if parents' mobile phone use was related to how parents interact with their infant and the infant's vocabulary size. So they were aged about 20 months. And I think these activities were like jigsaw puzzles and plastic stacking cups. When you talk about the interaction and the scaffolding of the activity, could you explain a little bit more about what you look for in that kind of parent-child interaction? Um, So... For responsiveness, we are, um, if parents are responsive, they're showing awareness of their children's activities and cues and following the child's leads in the activities and responding appropriately and um, in a timely manner. So, you know, within a few seconds of the child giving a cue for the parent's attention. Um, for scaffolding, we're looking to see if parents are um, using strategies that can support children's learning, um, such as asking questions or giving feedback, um, creating opportunities for the, the child to practice a skill as well. Um, we looked at coordinated joint attention. So that's when the parent and child are interacting together and focused on each other and the same activity at the same time. Um, and directiveness is when parents um, are leading the interactions with their, their child, leading the child's attention away from what the child is doing to what the parent wants them to do. So it's not responsive to the, the child's cues. Um, the, the parent is directing the child's focus to something else. 
when you were analysing this in the in the um, study, did you rate yes. did you rate these things? Um... Yes, yeah. So we we had a scale, for instance, um, from the least responsive interactions um, to the most responsive interactions, um, and uh, we went through and encoded. Um, every parent-child interaction on those, those four dimensions of responsiveness, coordinated joint attention, um, directiveness and scaffolding. Um, and when we do that, we, we have like two experimenters um, working together on doing that so, so that it's reliable. So what was the significance of parents and their audible phone notifications? Well, we found that parents who typically receive a higher number of audible notifications per hour when they're with their infant compared to other parents were coded as being less responsive, um, more directive towards their infants in the play interaction, and they scaffolded less often as well. So it was obvious and it was significant, statistically significant. Yeah. And just the, these are significant results. Yeah. yeah. So just phones or iPads and other devices as well. Um, it, it could be other um, mobile technologies such as um, your tablets, etc., and the audible notifications from that email bing, pinging or whatever. And is there a direct correlation between the notification popping up? and the action of the parent. It's not the sound itself that distracts the connection, it's the parent being distracted. Is that clearly um, identified? Well, it's, it's really interesting because it appears that the parents were experiencing some level of distraction during the parent-infant interaction, even though they weren't using their phones and you know that the phones weren't um, visible, at all. So it seems like there's um, some sort of carryover effect where um, perhaps um, audible notifications are keeping parents on alert and, and drawing on some of the parents' cognitive resources on an ongoing basis. Um, and um, div this divided attention might be affecting the way that parents interact with their child. Um, even when the phone isn't being used. So okay. it seems to be kind of an ongoing level of distraction. Okay, so to be clear, in the study, they didn't have their devices with them, no. but when you, no. later, when you later mapped what you saw with what they told mm -hmm. you about their device and their notifications, that's where you could yes. see the correlation. Okay, okay. That's right, yes. So let's take the next step forward, which is um, the effect on children's vocabulary, please. Right, well, we, we found that, um, as I mentioned, that the higher levels of um, audible notifications was associated with directive um, parenting. And then we found um, that directive parenting was associated um, with smaller vocabulary as well. So, so we had this relationship um, where um, directiveness was a, kind of mediated the relationship between audible notifications and vocabulary. Um, and this makes sense in that um, other studies have found that directiveness is associated with smaller infant vocabularies um, because 
parents really need to be responsive to children's cues for their interaction and link in with what the child is doing um, so that they can provide information that can help the child understand the meaning of words and um, add to their vocabulary that way. So if we can talk about what directiveness is in this situation, it's not necessarily, well, it's not because the phones weren't there. Hang on a minute, I need to look at my phone. It's more that their style of parenting in this kind of interaction was to be the leader or the director rather than to, as you say, listen and respond. Does the listening and responding and being led by the child's cues, does it require more concentration, more cognitive effort, do you think, Yes, you have to. Yes, definitely. So to be responsive, parents have to be aware of children's cues. Um, and you that have to does... be paying attention, quite literally. Yes. And, yes. and for prolonged periods of time, not just for two seconds before switching off again. <laughs> no, that's right. What were the consequences you observed then for how a child speaks or the words they used? You, you mentioned the vocabulary um, is less expansive. But were there any other any other things you were able to to note? Um, that that would have been um, very interesting to look into um, in terms of how complex and diverse the children's vocabulary was, um, and perhaps specifically how many um, cues or prompts the the child gave. But we we didn't look at that specifically in in this study, but um, I would be very interested um, in looking at the effects on the diversity of the vocabulary in future as well to build on the study. What the standout is then that the parenting style in this interaction appears to be Mm. affected by the the amount of notifications on those tablets. And it suggests that this is a deeper and a longer process than just, hey, let's go and play for 10 or 15 minutes. This affects how you observe and interact with your youngster um, on an ongoing basis. Um, Yes. What... I don't know, did you get feedback from the parents or did you give feedback from the parents themselves? Um, What would you like to happen from this? Well, we've done as much as we can um, to try to um, disseminate the findings so that um, parents can have this information. And I I think that's important because this is quite um, a good news story, really, because... Um, it's fairly simple to turn off the audible notifications on your phone um, when you are with your child. And I, I think if parents are aware of that, um, then that's that's something that, you know, is fairly straightforward and they might want to consider doing. Um, yeah, and it is, I think it is quite interesting because parents might be assuming that it's um, the time talking on your phone or... Um, you know, how many times they, they check the phone that might be um, more pro- problematic for children's vocabulary, perhaps. Um, but yet it, it was 
um, something as simple as audible notifications. It's that distraction uh, from concentration. And yeah. as you said, even though the phones weren't in the room with them, it's like we've so mm. wired our brains now to want this constant little microbite of stimulus that it's that is affecting yes. concentration. Um, you got some numbers too, didn't you? I think from the parents self-reporting, parents use screens on average 23% of the time they were with their child and 35% mm. of infants were exposed to background TV half the time or more. Yes. The notifications yes. was interesting. This was 1.06 audible notifications per hour on their mobile devices and checking their mobiles 3.26 times per hour on average. To be blunt, that's actually not a lot um, compared yeah. to no. some of the screen, you know, the, the constant sort of connection to the mobile that, that can happen. I know. it's, But I think it adds up over the day when when you are um, with your child. Um, so, you know, if you think of the average that most people would get one audible notification per hour when with their child and, you know, somebody else is getting perhaps five times as many, um, then it's, it's kind of, uh, well, it's more likely that they're going to... Um, be more in that expectant mode of um, yes. Yeah, anticipatory, yeah, or thinking about what they might check when they get out. Um, yeah, and this is not to right. criticise parents. We've all become addicts of a sort with the ubiquity of this mm. thing, and we've all got to learn to manage it. Um, I'm curious, mm. did you look at, or will you look at, things like scrolling Facebook, which is another kind of go-to automatic Pavlovian kind of response, or, or a similar you know, um, a, a similar thing, or did you focus focus purely on the notifications? No, we looked at um, whether having um, parents having their phones nearby to them, um, visible to them when they're with their child was uh, associated um, with how they interacted with their child or vocabulary, how, how many times they checked their phone per hour, and the number of minutes that they use their um, mobile phones per hour. And um, none of them were associated with um, the way that, that parents interacted with their infants in the lab. Um, but in terms of your question about um, looking into Facebook and scrolling on Facebook, um, that, would, that would be really interesting to look into you know, as, as a, um, an isolated thing. But um, we did look at their total time of using screen time, using screens when they're with a child, encompassing any, any type of use. And, and that was on average um, 10 minutes per hour. And that wasn't associated um, with the parent-infant interactions or with vocabulary. Just finally, what would be your advice from this that parents could do differently and have a real impact? Well, I would just recommend considering turning off the audible notifications um, when you are with your child um, because it does uh, appear that that could make a difference to the way that you interact with your children in terms of responsiveness and scaffolding and directiveness, and it may even help um, your, your children's um, vocabulary development. Um, and... and other studies have found that um, that with like taking phone calls um, and checking your phones, that sort of thing, that um, a lot of parents um, choose times that are quite good 
um, don't interrupt their interactions with their children. Um, they wait till their child is safe and occupied before they do that. And I would encourage parents to um, to consider doing that as well. Just clear the space inside your head and outside um, to focus. Yes. Thanks so much, yes. Maria. Maria Corkin, University of Auckland doctoral candidate.